Hey everybody, this episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Hollywood, California. If you want to believe something or not, you can do both at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum and Auditorium in Hollywood, California. It's on Hollywood and Highland. If you're coming to the Los Angeles area and you're like, man, I gotta see the sights, I gotta see Grommens, I gotta see what this Cecil B. DeMille set looked like when it was built. And it's actually D.W. Griffith, uh, that, <laughs> that set uh, that I'm talking about at Hollywood and Highland. Uh, but you want to go there, right? And you're going to be around a lot of cool places. There's things to do, but maybe you're like, mm, some things are too expensive. Well, buy one, get one after 5 p.m. to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium. It's a great place to spend an evening. See your handprints during the day. Then in the evening, slide on over to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium for a buy one, get one offer. You can get two people in for $20 by mentioning this podcast, Andy. It's a great deal, and I'm glad you're a part of it. I'm good. I'm glad to be a part of it. I blew the end of the. <laughs> no, no, he nailed it. <laughs> Believe it or the not, the crossbloods of entertainment. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Everybody, welcome to Star Trek: The Next Conversation. My name is Matt. My name is Andy. Oh, we are about to record. Well, not about to. We're recording. We're recording. Uh, the episode this week, Andy, is the Offspring, mm-hmm. and uh, I was wondering if maybe we should get the get the stuff out of the way up top. What the, the our email address is? What? Oh. I see you're forcing it on me. I feel like this should go at the end. Our oh, email address interesting. is sttncpod at gmail.com. Guys, um, do you think our, this should go on the end? I feel email like this him. slows everything down. Oh, our, there uh, he goes. Our Twitter and our Instagram is at Star Trek TNC. Our uh, voice hail. You see all this stuff I got a list off at the top? What's our voice hail? Our voice hail uh, is um, 816 Trek TNC. There you go. And of course, uh, don't forget to follow us everywhere. Instagram and uh, Twitter. All right, Andy, we're in it. Um, how how were the hails this week? Oh my gosh, people had so much to say about yesterday's Enterprise, and in addition to that, I just feel like they were people were inspired. I feel like the the podcast has turned some corner. I tell you what, the corner is. What's that? It's the fact that we are embracing them as a community. Yeah, and we are uh, saying to our fans, we are so grateful for you. Thank you. Let's communicate. Let's do it in the Facebook group. Let's do it on the air. And quite frankly, I think that uh, the people are enjoying it. Well, I'm glad they're sending us uh, certainly people of uh, with uh, with all the all the feeling of that. I was just going to do the Instagram for my you know by myself. Just so many wonderful things that are shot my way. People doing cut downs, super cuts, and uh, and uh, amazing art. And then there are people sending us. 
a lot of amazing sound things that uh, little little sound clips and such that uh, I'm going to be playing some for you. I'm just really uh, enthused, and it's uh, well timed because uh, Matt and I are setting the date. We're calling the shot. What is happening? That uh, we're gonna we're setting a date. The oh. Patreon. <laughs> not, oh, not we didn't discuss married. setting that. Oh, we didn't. We talked about it off air, but I wasn't quite ready to announce. Oh, that I was. That was why happening. I was asking you. Ah. Because I figured that that was a two week lead up, and people will be excited. Guys, there's a Patreon page coming, and it may drop on July first. We just have to work out a couple of things, i.e., uh, what exactly you guys are going to get, uh, because I want it to be worth it for you guys, and uh, I want it to be. It feels like you're implying I don't want it to be worth it. Oh, <laughs> I guess when I'm saying why here, I I mean we we want it to be worth it for you guys, and we want it to uh, be a value add for you. So right, we want to just we don't want to like just drop it in there and be like uh, give us some money. We don't want that. We want to be able to give you guys something that I hope you're going to enter- be uh, entertained by, and I hope you're going to enjoy, and uh, you know this is Star Trek, guys. We get to fucking talk about Star Trek, and that's. Quite frankly, all you could ever ask for in life. Well, there's other things, guys, but this is pretty cool. <laughs> um, and with that, let's start talking. Matt, should oh. they watch this episode? Yeah, a thousand percent. Jonathan Frakes directed The Offspring. What a guy. Jonathan Frakes directed this episode, and fans of the series who aren't like Andy, watching it all for the first time, will know that Jonathan returns many times over to direct, uh, and this is great because it's his first shot. Should we say at the top of this podcast? They know if they listened last week. Well, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you tune in and you want to say. Guys, and then later. Stay tuned for the premiere of our newest segment, Ask Frakes. Yeah. Um, I'm not kidding. We somehow managed to ask Frakes yeah. to be on this podcast, and he's agreed. So we'll hear that in a minute. Um, well, in a the minute. meantime... Who knows? Soon. In the meantime, it could be 40 minutes knowing us. Um, Matt, we're about to head into the Admiral's Club. Uh, if you want to just step over to those doors. Uh, oh, my God. Do you know what's happening right now? No. I was talking to our face group. Uh-huh. Uh, just like as you were saying that, so uh, our door cues are not at all. Oh, ready. All right. Well, should I just? Uh, why don't well, I no, just no, no. I mean, we're gonna have know. to. We're gonna have. I to, always like, try and bypass this, and he gonna... doesn't let me. <laughs> uh, guys, the truth of the matter is, whenever we are going to enter the Admirals Club, it, it's an ordeal. Remember when I was the one that held up the podcast? Oh, sure. A good oh, time. look at this. We found the door. Matt, how did they get into the Animals Club? Oh, no, don't listen to that. Interesting. It looks like somebody uh, has ruined everything, really and it wasn't did. Matt. Uh, hang on. Uh, just a second, Andy. You stay right here. I was really sitting. What? Guys, I'm so sorry about what Andy just did. It was out of control. I mean, I think he's going to be okay, but we have to be really nice to him going into the Admirals Club, okay? Yes, I know. Okay. Right, right. Hey, Andy. Hey, why did you close the door on me? Oh, I just, just wanted to, you know, just say that you're appreciated, Andy, and uh, you've done a great job so far. 
So uh, here are some of the uh, new admirals we uh, have admitted to the Admirals Club because they gave us five stars on mm-hmm. iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathanis of Borg says, "Love it." If the two or three Star Tre- of the two or three Star Trek prod- podcasts, <laughs> this is one sentence. I can't get through it. <laughs> this is the best one, Nathan. Oh, um, that's good. And I would say that uh, our rating from him is uh, is helped by the fact that he thinks there are only three Star Trek podcasts. <laughs> Um, best show from Lord of Big Dog, best podcaster and door openers in the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> That's all you. we got. Uh, if you want to step over to the United Federation of Planets. Oh, well, Andy, you know as well as I do, it's never that easy. No. So we have to slide through this floating door. Uh-huh. Okay. And we'll sidestep this. Uh, how are you? Yeah. Good to see you. Uh-huh. And slide up. Oh, there we go. And uh, you know what? Uh, could I get 10 chocolate sundaes? Wink, wink. All right. Sliding over one more time. And uh, are we ready for the president's circle? Here we go. I'm just standing over by the president's circle door. It's the last door we need to go to, everybody. (laughs) Here we go. Richard Kufler sent us 69 cents. Uh, if you want to make a donation, it's the same thing as our nice as our. Uh, hang on, hang yeah, on. nice. Well, that's you're you're right on target because he says because sixty nine exclamation point <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you got you got backup from Matt on that one, Rich. Um, Lana Perez sent us a very generous $26. Wow. And uh, she says, uh, Hello, Matt and Andy. I'm sending this in honor of my husband, Dan, for Father's Day because he was the one who made me a TNG fan. Oh, even though, Dan. Great job. Really good job, Dan, even though I was the one who told him about this post. And now he listens to it. Uh, I guess you meant pod. Uh, and now he listens to us to it while watching the episode. Also, I'm sending $26 because episode 26 of season five is my all-time ta- favorite favorite episode no time's is. arrow part one is that what it is? i'm very impressed if that's i believe that that's what that is that is. the season closer that's the season finale of uh p.s i'm also sending this in lieu of my baked goods that i used to bring matt uh for matt and the embassy <laughs> row crew do you know lana i do she made some of the most amazing uh treats uh that uh she's a friend of Lori's. You, oh you know Lori. i love Lori. and uh she would come in with uh, fresh baked goodies <gasps> Like they were like like she made like these blondies once that like oh, just, blondies are my favorite that I just kept eating. I love blondies maybe more than well if a cookie's amazing, but blondies are I really have a special place in my heart for it. Anyway, the last line is thank you, Matt, for all your hard work, and I'll miss watching you in action. Oh, that was this was when we thought perhaps. Listen, listen, who knows? I don't know. Honestly, honest to God, my answer to that is I don't know. Anything could happen. Buy some low carb carb treats on me, Lana Press. Oh, thank you, Lana. And that's it for uh, the Admirals. Oh, wait. Uh, that's it for uh, the President's Circle and the Admirals Club. Oh, wow. That's. I guess we should head back out to the, uh, yeah. you know, what do you call it? I the can't corridor? go through all of this again. <laughs> where, where, where is everything? Do you want to just... Should, should we, I should I queue up a site-to-site transport sh- sound at the end of this? <laughs> should we just beam out of here? 
Oh boy, Andy, I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm just gonna have to uh, hit a lot of buttons before I find the. Oh, oh, what's that door? Oh, hang on. Oh, an old door. That's the Admirals Club. <laughs> we went out the back door. <laughs> we gotta go back in and then go through the regular door. Oh my God, Jesus. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. Shuffle through here. Okay. Yeah, well, oh wow. I, yeah, I think they wasted a lot of wood here. You know, all these doors have wood. I Where do you the think they paneling. go to get the f- glass frosted like this with the logo? Well, can't they just replicate it? We're in the hallway, everybody. Congratulations. It's the show. Captain, we are being hailed. Okay. Hails. Uh, John Harmon, uh, who's one of the many people who's been creating some delightful TNC art for us. Uh, which will be on the upcoming upcoming on the Instagram. Uh, his suggestion, an alternate suggestion for the Jonathan Frakes segment, which is currently Ask Frakes, uh-huh. is uh, Frakes takes. That's all I got. <gasps> That's not a bad fucking thing either. It's not a bad suggestion. And uh, Ken Mole uh, sent us uh, two uh, audio clips. Um, f- I'm not sure when we would play them. Um, and he says he's a devoted listener since. Uh, since encounter at Farpoint, and here are the two here are the two uh, clips that we might play at some point during uh, Ask Frakes. Did you come here for something in particular, or just general Riker bashing? That's one. That's kind of great. Should that we should just start start each one that way? I mean, that's a great one. And then the second one is this. Would anyone else like to speak up? <laughs> the other one that is from future uh hang on that is from future imperfect i believe yeah is the name of the episode that audio clip is from um you're welcome everybody wow, impressive. i'm really good at that kind of thing you really it's are it's annoying. like you should have a podcast or at least a television show <laughs> um one of those things do you want to put uh, as Frakes here, or do you want to uh, do you want to no, dial them up? I think here's what we're going to do. Do all, I think. Do all the I think hails we'll ask then... Frakes. We're going to do the hails, yeah, right, and then I think we will uh, we'll get a little context uh, by setting up the episode, right, and then I think we will ask Frakes. Interesting. Do you? Wh- what are you saying? Well, are you saying we don't do that? Are there's, you saying we there's just the get question on, of Are you like, saying we get on the horn with Jonathan Frakes right now? No, I'm fine with anything. I think it, it feels like we should get through the hails before we we uh, give a jingle to or what what do we say? Not give a jingle. Press the the open, open hails, a hailing frequencies? frequency <laughs> to uh, to, <laughs> to number one. I know in Star Wars, Andy, they're always saying do a jingle. <laughs> Don't you attack Star Wars. <laughs> Do a jingle to the base. <laughs> um, although in the last Star Wars movie, they did have a very phone-centric bit at the beginning. Um, oh, I thought you meant Solo. I was like, they did it again? No, no, no. Oh, sorry, not that one. The one before that. Um, okay. I, I count them all. <laughs> this is uh, this is a regarding, regarding the warp core engines in the... Um, are, are questions about that or your statements about that in the um, Matter of Perspective episode, which was a two-back, but we ha- didn't have a chance to address it. Hi there, Matt and Andy. This is Chief Engineer Chip uh, talking to you from San Francisco Fleet Yards. I oh, wanted to hey, answer Chip. your question about the warp reactors during your yesterday's Enterprise episode. Uh-huh. 
Andy, you are correct. The main source of energy for a starship is typically the warp core. Um, just like in the way a real-world ocean-going vessel derives its energy from its engines. Now, if for any reason the warp core fails, the fusion reactors that drive the impulse engines are also capable of supplying electricity. Mm. Now, if those fail, there's also some reserve power, but they're basically glorified batteries. They don't really last too long, and they're not really able to power the bigger, bulkier things. So normally when you're in reserve power, your situation's pretty desperate. Now does this seem... So there you go. Your engineering questions are answered. <laughs> we go the extra mile, and that is why we always beat Utopia Planitia. Have a nice day. Love the Is show. that all information that you... That all checks out for me, and quite frankly, this segment, I hope it returns. I hope he calls back with something else. Oh, all right. I really good. enjoyed I wasn't that. sure... If and it's... I also like... I really enjoyed that he... Uh, the, the San Francisco Fleet Yards have such a rivalry going with Utopia Planitia, <laughs> Utopia up, on, Planitia. Uh, up on Mars there. Sure. Um... Now, uh, this is, I think, is going to, this is really going to delight everybody. Uh, We have uh, a couple of audio trailers, post-podcast audio trailers, (laughs) not preceding the show, but but following up the show. Have we put any of them on Instagram? Uh, No, I was going to. Oh, okay. uh, I was going to do that uh, after that. Uh, no, that is a different thing. The uh, the supercut is something entirely different. No, no, no. I'm talking about oh. the audio trailer, like with an image. No, that was that's something different because that would be. Oh, yeah. This is these are entirely different from that. There was another awesome cut down of uh, for an early. This is not the SoundCloud clip I sent you. Oh yes, it oh, is. Okay, yeah, yeah. So this is a trailer. I was thinking, like, if we don't, we if maybe we should tweet it. Or put it on the thing. I mean, it's so great, it has to go somewhere. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to play it on the podcast. All right. Let's hear it, Andy. This would, So you're telling me this is a trailer for the previous, uh, a previous episode of Star yes. Trek The Next Conversation. For a matter of perspective. Let's hear it. Next time on Star Trek The Next Conversation. I'm going to buckle up for some offense. Man, Andy, attempt to discuss a matter of perspective. There will not be any spoilers. But the episode is in danger. More hail! Andy's dumb. Hey! Now the two must set aside their differences (laughs) and work together. You don't understand what? Fuck off, Grumpy Matt. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Andy. I just try... (laughs) (laughs) To defeat flubs, spoilers, hailbags, and face groups before it's too late. This is just embarrassing. On Star Trek, the next conversation. I love that he good worked. Good show. Oh, that was good. That was good. I really like that he worked in the uh, phaser fire at the end there. That was really nice. It really got me excited to listen to the podcast again. <laughs> did you? Um, a little bit. Why would you do that? I don't know. We did it like, already. Oh, that was great. That was a great one. <laughs> we already did it. When our podcast is broken down into one-minute <laughs> versions, it really no. really moves along. I think maybe uh, if anyone wants to edit this podcast together, please do. And that's from JB. And uh, here is one. Uh, for yesterday's Enterprise, uh, which was last week's episode. Also from JB? Also from JB. Dude, you are fucking... He's on fire. You're a home run hitter. Thank you, sir. Go it's ahead. really it. I haven't heard well this one crafted. yet. I have not heard this one. Let's hear it. On Star Trek, the next conversation. Can uh, Klingons have sex with humans or not? A familiar face return. I've demurred it. <laughs> not him. Yar. <laughs> Yar. Yes, and our host witnessed true TV greatness. The writers are on their game. 
This was amazing. <laughs> this was so good. But can they improve upon what's perceived to be perfection? We are terrible at this. I think that is standard. Conversation <laughs> about characterization and writing. Squeamish and icky. On Star Trek. <laughs> the next conversation. That's bonk, 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 He's really good, this guy. This <laughs> is, quite frankly, that is all I ever wanted out of uh, out of life. These trailers are amazing. It's so good. I would listen to our show. Yeah, you would listen to hear this. I wish we could get it get it in advance. How are these trailers... Be- you see, hang on. Okay. You're saying you wish that somehow we could play the trailer <laughs> these, and the they show. go oh we got to make the show as good as that that's uh, interesting uh, okay. no i was saying that i wish that we were organized enough to get him the show in advance but i also don't know how that would work because because no, you'd have to play it and how would you play it would have to reactivate it with the whole thing well also hails time there's doesn't... a lot of problems time is a circle but jb had said gentlemen this week's episode was so outright satisfying to consume he's talking about the yesterday's enterprise yeah Thank you for the excellent revealing dive into the character staging writing elements uh, that went into a beautiful hour of television. There was a lot of people that really reacted strongly, I think, both to yesterday's Enterprise's quality yeah. and to uh, my joy in seeing... Uh, I think people were not sure... Whether I that, would... No, that, that we could, as a, as a, as a unit... Oh, I see. Uh, just sit back and enjoy Star Trek when it's good. I think that is a that was maybe a concern of our listeners, and and I hope that we have proved them wrong. Yesterday's Enterprise, by the way, is already one of our most downloaded episodes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, hi, Bo. Hi, Bo's here. Um, that being said, uh, Gilbert Kennan uh, sent to us uh, a hail that had a counter thought on Yesterday's Enterprise, and I thought it might be uh, interesting to hear it. I have watched this episode several times since it was first released, and I continue to be mystified as to why so many fans love it. And listening to Andy glow over it brings up a number of bad feelings inside me. Oh, no. Guinan ha- having all this weird information about the other timeline makes no sense at all. This is way more hand-wavy than anything that Q has done. Um, she, distract- she detracts from a more natural resolution of the plot. Would have been so much better for them to make the hard decision instead of being prodded by the wise bartender who has gone insane. Um, this is crazy mystical garbage mixed up in my sci-fi. So much time is spent worrying about Tasha Yar, a pseudo-extra from the horrible first season, uh, whose only notable accomplishments were banging data, recanting her fear of childhood rape gangs and dying to a magical ink stain. Uh, I don't understand why anybody cares that she is here or her relationship oh, with I the don't. character. We have no attachment to. Also, both her and Castillo have a bunch of really weird dialogue. Uh, not nearly enough time is spent on the actual quality parts of the episode, exploring the alternate timeline and the interactions between the two captains. It seems to me that people tend to overrate the fantastical, episode, uh, fantastical episodes where the actors get to portray themselves in a different light and where the Federation gets to take a break from Gene's rules. Um, yes, the performances were good this week, as they so are, often are for episodes where they get to stretch a bit, and it is fun to spot the differences from the show that we know, and the ambassador class model is fun to look at, but this is not a great episode. It is mere fan service. What I, I'd be curious if he could email us again. What is a great episode for you? Oh, valid point. He's probably said it. Gilbert, I think, is one of our saltier... He's probably said it? Where? Uh, Where did he say some it? other... I don't know. In a post? In like out. an imaginary thing? In one of the many hails that I don't read on the show. Oh, he sent us a lot of hails? Yeah, he Ever sent us saying, hails. like, my favorite episode is? I think we've is. read his hails on the show before. I don't know. I can look up which look, ones. Gilbert, uh, I don't know what you want. 
<laughs> I, I honestly, I got to agree, Gilbert. I think that some of your points have validity, but in the end, this is this is great sci-fi. It it com- it's compelling. I just disagree, yeah, Gilbert. It's subjective, and you are entitled to also feel the way you feel about the episode. And quite frankly, it's cool, man. It is cool. It's cool. Useless gay. I mean, it's not like sixty nine cents being donated to us. That's which true. Is pretty cool. Did you just say useless gay and then I cut you off? Uh-huh. Useless gay wrote, tweeted at us, I'm surprised you guys never pondered over Wesley being on board. Wouldn't it mean that in the alternate universe, Crusher let her teenage son tag along on an active warship? Uh, you know, I don't know what happened to Jack Crusher in that timeline. I think there's a chance he's not dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think there's a chance that uh, Starfleet has a program for uh, uh, gifted young people. Also, uh, in a, in a and, uh, universe where all that stuff was going down, I buy she, it. she might have just been like, I got to keep him close to me because S- everywhere is dangerous. So quick, to Starfleet we go. Um, Andy Wardinsky tweeted at us, you guys didn't mention that Jordy is still wa- wearing the alternate timeline uniform when he has a drink with Guinan at the end of the episode when everything is back to normal. Well, or is it? We, we mentioned this. Oh, did we mention yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I'd forgotten it as well Why as you, you did, reading? Andy. <laughs> Why are you reading tweets that came in last week before the episode came out that one came out before the episode came out what? then why is he saying you didn't mention it that's 619 when did it come out oh why I, did he not hear us i mentioned it for sure all right that's today that's so crazy i'm willing to believe that that we said it oh, I, did I, I not mention it these episodes are like improv shows to me that's why whenever anybody tweets at me like hey i i think the the fish is is twice as big. I'm like, I don't, I don't. You got to give me context. I don't know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> um. Brandon Davis writes us, Andy, you and Matt seem confused about Tasha being a lieutenant and assigned to the Enterprise four years ago as a U.S. Naval Academy grad. This makes perfect sense. She graduate, graduates as an ensign. This is great information. Continue. Yes, let's hear it. Within two years, she is promoted to a lieutenant junior grade, and then uh-huh. two more years is promoted to full lieutenant. Well, she is crushing it. Yes. Beat Army. Aha, uh-huh. beat Army. Listen, my dad's an Army man. I can't Brandon. stand for that kind of thing. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, that's uh, unless you want to dip into the Facebook group, and I assume you. No, uh, that's a whole separate segment, Andy. It's called Face Group. Face Group. You no, can't open the hails. No, I was. Got to close the hails. Uh, no, well, the, the Face Group is part of the hails. No, the they? Face Group. Does that Face Group have its own jingle? It does, but I figured. Okay, close the hails. All right. Okie dokie. Andy. Yes. It's time for our face group moment. <laughs> You're really disappointed that I don't know if I moved that one over to my sound effects yet. Andy, I said it's time for our face group moment. Do 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 do. Do, 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 do. face group everything i just bad. made up a jingle i mean that's a pretty good jingle all right we can use that <laughs> someone went to the effort all right here it is okay you have it i think so oh my god this i'm embarrassed for you and it's not playing oh, here you go. oh computer access face group <laughs> who photoshopped dandy with a cat Who's that calling Matt a twat? 
just take a look. It's on Facebook. It's in our face group. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be a part of the Star Trek The Next Conversation face group, that's his official name now, uh, you can do so. It's on Facebook. Uh, look for fa- Star Trek The Next Conversation. Ask to join the group. You'll have to answer one well, it's a two-part question. You'll have to answer it correctly uh, to be allowed in. Please answer it. If you haven't already, you're wondering why you haven't been allowed in the group, it's that you haven't answered the question, uh, and uh, thusly you have not been allowed in. I haven't seen anyone answer it wrong yet. I have kicked a few people, though. Oh, do you actually look at the answers? For, actually, I have kicked a few people for answering no. Oh, wow. And I was like, that is either facetious, and I'm not having it right now, or uh, they actually don't listen to the podcast. Yeah. Anyway. You don't want people who don't listen to the podcast? No, I want this to be a community for people who enjoy the podcast. That's and reasonable. understand, like, what Andy uh, is talking about, you know? That's fair. There's a lot of Andy talk on this podcast. That is true. Here's the, this is the one place in, a, in the world, Andy, where you will go and you'll find that people love you <laughs> and find me grumpy. <laughs> one place. I don't know if that's true. Uh, <laughs> all right. Rob Garrison, our, uh, he's the head of the uh, face group unit over there. He asks, did Andy see the Photoshop of him as Riker with LOL? Uh, yes. All right. What did you think? I thought it was amazing. And, I, and it'll be going up on the Instagram uh, in three years. Okay. Well, John Gathley, uh, he asked the question, which Matt are we getting today? Grumpy Matt or fresh from therapy Matt? Uh, it feels like fresh from therapy Matt to it me. It does. Weirdly. And frankly, I don't know why. You worked a later day than I did. I did. I worked a later day and I've had quite the weekend. Yeah. Uh, all right. Ben McClarty says, if Andy didn't tear up at this episode, he has no soul. You'll have to Interesting. wait here as we go we into the thing. Yeah, I feel. Uh, I have I have one that someone is sent. Is this on the face group? It's from the face group. Because this is not, it has to be, fr- here's the deal. Okay. Andy. I'm going to tell right. you how this works. Okay. This is how the face, this, these are the face group rules. My, my, uh, my channels are open. <laughs> I post something when uh, we're going to record. Okay. And that is the place for people in the face group to ask questions immediately to get into the episode. Oh, I see. So it can't be one that was there later. No. Oh, all right. Gosh. Aren't you dis, 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 um, discouraging people from posting the rest of the time? Then? No, no, no. I'm want... keeping them active. Uh-huh. Also, by the way, there's going to be two episodes recorded this week. And the only way to know about that is by being on the face group. Oh, that's true. Uh now rachel uh rachel bloom asks how many feels did you have how many feels did i have did you have all the feels am i allowed to answer that now oh i don't know yeah i think so i wonder how should we have a section should we have a rating at the end for how many feels oh that's interesting (laughs) let's have a how many feels uh And, and what is it out of is it out of 10 feels i don't know i mean it depends on how many feels there are uh-huh. Uh and lastly but not leastly uh Mike Gibson says we love you guys. Thanks for the laughs. Helps when I'm having a bad day. Nice. That is very kind uh Mike. Thank you so much. And Andy, yeah. That does it for the face group portion of the show. I don't think we have a closing. Uh, oh. Well, if you'd like it. to make a, flo- a closing sound for it, then please do. Um all right. We're about to talk about an episode called The Offspring. And ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the inaugural segment of the show. A little segment we're right now calling Ask Frakes. 
Did you come here for something in particular or just general Riker bashing? We're in a very expensive sound studio, <laughs> by the way. Uh, Jonathan, that's Andy. He's my co-host slash executive producer of the Goldbergs. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Andy. What are you wearing? Uh, you know, just uh, your basic robe, kind of silk pajama combo. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very you. Talking to Riker. You yeah, know, you got to get into yeah. in the spirit. We're, we're, we're wearing something befitting a Frakes. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Look, uh, Jonathan, thank you for taking part in the inaugural segment uh, on Star Trek The Next Conversation, what we are tentatively calling Ask Frakes. Yeah. Oh, it's a very clever little segment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, it's like sometimes we have questions when we're watching the show and they're so pressing uh, and we're so curious. And the only person who could possibly answer them with any authority is uh, Calm Meanie. But we don't have his phone number. Right. So we're yeah. going to ask. He's Jonathan. very, very hard to get a hold of. <laughs> is he? It's probably, uh, you know, it's a long distance Irish telephone number. Right? I think he and Dorn are riding the uh, whole. We did two series a little too much. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Do would I? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Uh, no, see the offspring. We wanted. This is where we wanted to kick it off with you with the Ask Frank segment because this is your directorial debut on Star Trek: The Next Generation. And this is my uh, de- directorial debut on television. Period. End of on sentence. Film. That's amazing. And full stop. Wow. You hit it out of the park with this You one. really did. I had too many and emotions. You, you know why? Is that your next question? No. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Tell us why. There why did three, you hit it out of the park? Three factors. Uh-huh. I was overprepared. Uh-huh. Yes. It was a data episode. Right. Fair. And uh, it was Renea Chavaria's spec script from which he went on to the greatness that we all know he's had as a career that was his first script he had submitted it as a uh, an idea it was the first script that had his name on it uh, on any of the show that he'd ever done wow it was a really strong concept and uh where we at this point in the show we haven't yet discussed this episode but uh i'll say a little spoiler that i expected based on i'm watching these for the first time uh, for the most part yeah that's uh, the premise i've dragged andy into star trek kicking and screaming he's more of a star wars guy but i'm like check this next gen thing out and um you know what you're 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 if you're in season three you're kindly finally in our sort of uh we found ourselves we found our stride season oh un- without question <laughs> And I'm, did you sit? Did you sit through season one, Andy? <laughs> we we've sit through every single one of those babies, my friend. <laughs> and uh, I yeah, I gotta are you say, serious? yes. Who are you, who are you watching with? I'm watching with Matt. Well, I'm, I'm I'm watching by myself and my cat. We watch know, separately, but... <laughs> and then I drag him uh, over to the house. Do you think if I didn't have a sad life, I would be sitting down doing this? <laughs> no, I really don't. But you you watched. Um, Code of Honor? <laughs> oh yeah. Did yeah, you? absolutely. Second one up and I was that it was at that point I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> oh my god. Is... What about the uh, what about the alleged clip show? Oh, the, uh, Shades of Grey. Come on. That is a Riker centric <laughs> episode. We're all pulling for oh, you to get through my that disease. God. 
What is your what is what was the feeling on the set during this isn't my this doesn't count as my question, Matt. Okay. What was your feeling on the set during that one? Like was it like I don't know, I guess we're at the end of the season, we're you know, we we gotta protect the the budget. End of our careers. When they they ran out of money, but they were obligated to deliver twenty six episodes and they had only enough money to make twenty five or twenty five plus one day. There you go. So they put me in a set and laid me down, stuck shit in my head, and then they paid people for. They've used clips that were just short enough that he wouldn't have to pay residuals on the flashbacks. Oh my god, that's amazingly producery. Oh, that's why the clips are so weird. Exactly, and oh. while we're on the subject of money, yeah, we love we talk about money and who's getting the residuals for stuff, and was Moriarty a, a character payment? We're like all over that. that yeah, on who this created that podcast. character name? Who got the character creator name? Oh. Yeah. We're always one. All good producer writer names. That's what you guys do. <laughs> That's what we do. We, we weirdly watch this uh, and try to break it down. Uh, and sadly, as prote- professional television writers, we uh, we really dive into what the writers room was going through, uh, what Maurice Hurley was uh, grunting about. Uh, it's a great uh, it's a great time back here on this program, and I'm so Maurice honored. Hurley and Maurice Hurley, to yes. his credit, gave me the uh, minuet episode. Uh, based, yes. on a, based on a lunch that I had with him where he said, what do you like to do? I said, I like to play the trombone. <gasps> wow. I said, I'm music I said, I like jazz. The next thing you know, there was the beautiful and talented minuet. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> well, like- that's a much more positive... Uh, and you know, uh, I see it was so many now. So many questions no, are popping up I mean, that I don't look. Here's I don't want to waste his time. Andy, do you have your question for Jonathan ready? I have my question. Mine is is uh, is a yesterday's Enterprise centric though. Oh so. my god, that was no, the week I don't before. Know anything about that episode? What you don't? It's the one. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh boy. Now we're in the you we're in the Shatner SNL sketch now. This is offspring stuff. <laughs> what All is your right, I'll hang come on. up with an offspring uh, question. Jonathan, hang on one second. Andy, what is your question? I'll try to see if I can answer it for you. Um, oh. It's it's the one. It's, this is this is this hilarious. Is insane. Well, I think that let's just let this play out and see how it goes. Oh boy! It's the one. Do you prefer Jonathan or Mr. Frakes? No, anything but Mr. Frakes would be fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's the one, Jonathan, where uh, where the um, there's a there's a time rift, and uh, and you go into the alternate dimension where the Klingons have basically almost won, and so everybody's almost about to to die and the uh, the second enterprise comes in and tashiar comes back here's any bell oh, i know what episode yeah. i understand what yesterday's enterprise is i never understood the episode from the moment we shot it so people discussed it i know it's a great episode i've heard oh. it's a great episode i know denise was back which made me very happy and made all of us very happy oh then you probably eric eric stillwell had something to do with it he did indeed okay, he well, pitched something that somehow became a script with six people credited on i'm gonna ask my question anyway and i feel like you've already answered it. You, you totally misled me with the offspring no Lead this it. is i'm gonna ask you about the offspring Jonathan. he's gonna ask you about the offspring um in the in that episode, oh God, uh, <laughs> so this is full on Shatner SNL sketch. This is um, ridiculous. In the episode, you're you're kind of antagonistic with the card Riker is, and I wondered if there was any actor's decision. Because in every other episode, you're pretty much on the same page with Picard. Was it the was it the war? Was it something that happened with Troy? <laughs> Troy's not in that episode. This is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, Andy. Jonathan, what were you thinking? <laughs> He's about yeah. to shut me down. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. In the episode, 
Yeah. Let's let's talk about Riker first of all in the third person. Okay. Was Riker in conflict with Picard in the 24th century? Not as Was he in the- Not as much. You mean in the regular timeline, not as much. Yeah, but on this episode. He was, were yes. Two, were there two timelines? Yes, there were two timelines, and he was more he was more aggressive with Picard and sort of disputing everything that he was saying. In which timeline? In the in the in the alternate timeline where the Klingons. There we go. There's yes. the answer. Right. All right. He wasn't himself. He was right. clearly not himself. It's like right. Thomas Riker. Right. Don't he spoil it. Okay. Don't issues. spoil it, Jonathan. You cannot spoil. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen future these. episodes yeah. for him. Oh, he doesn't know who Thomas is. He doesn't know who Thomas is. First of all, Matt, what kind of friend of yours does not watch Star Trek? Uh, you know, a friend I've been forced to work with for three years. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. There's a limited amount of uh, people on his level of nerdy, nerdery in the room. And yeah. So. Well, Jonathan, my question is actually about The Offspring, which is the episode that we're doing I wasn't told today. that was the topic. Okay. Uh, you, what Andy, so you were misled as well. I was misled. This is no, not on this me. Is, this is incorrect. In... in, in and in, in, uh, <laughs> if my memory serves me yeah, correctly, yeah. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. mm-hmm. at the opening of this telephone call, yeah. that was that shall be remain nameless. Oh no, are you piling on with with Myra now? Also, by the way, I yeah. might be piling on with Myra <laughs> because he opened by saying, "I've been watching the show with my friend Andy yep. He's from the another writer with me on the show. Yep. We're yeah. working through the seasons, That's and true. we're calling tonight to talk about." The offspring, yeah, which was honestly that what was a, I that was, was an the on the fly decision. And no, it was. I that. will only say I said to you I had a yesterday's Enterprise question. I don't remember uh, which you must have said to before. That was probably oh while yeah we before it was before how face, yeah how FaceTime worked. Well, that there may have been some That's chaos while that was going on. I, I accept. That. Honestly, I feel like there is another uh, pair of us on the phone with a different Jonathan in an alternate timeline oh, where wow. he's very adversarial towards me and not you, Andy. No, that's possible. <laughs> and, and are you are you and I polite, and nice to each other in that timeline? Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, Jonathan, thanks so much for being uh, on our podcast and uh, part of this wonderful segment called Ask Frakes. You're the first Frakes we've had on. We're looking forward to getting others. Now, here is my question about The Offspring. Shoot. Was the script originally conceived to be your directorial debut? And, side question to that, was Riker always so light in the script, allowing you to be able to direct fully? I do not believe the script was designed or planned to be an, my first episode mm-hmm. i do believe that they chose an episode that i was light in yeah but more importantly i believe i was light in the episode that preceded it because the time you really need is the time to prep yeah well because if you're directing you're going to be in the set anyway so there was some good i, th- I remember Riker in that show with Whoopi and uh, lol in the yeah, you have, yeah, yeah. you have that's a great moment. One very memorable scene, which is probably the lightest uh, fare of the of the episode. Uh, and I got to say, you direct yourself very well. You do so much without saying anything. <laughs> uh, My wife likes me when I'm directing myself. If I'm really completely exhausted, as I was in First Contact, she said, "You're so wonderfully relaxed, and you stop think about, and you look so much more comfortable as an actor." Oh, interesting. Oh, that is interesting. We're now going to look forward to that because you have many more episodes. You haven't uh, seen First Contact either, Andy? I've seen First Contact, yes. And okay. that's a masterful job. Not the episode or the movie? The movie. 
How about oh, that question, Matt? Wow. And <laughs> Jonathan, could you co-host a podcast with me where we interview Andy? I think that's a great idea. <laughs> we have a we have a sort of history of, of co-hosting. Of yes, we 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 uh, we did it on, a, on an unaired pilot for a Star Trek game show. Uh, long gone. That would that would dwindle our already dwindled listeners <laughs> uh, now, down to zero. And I guess now before we let you go uh, fully off of the offspring, uh, my I guess my question for you was: Was it a struggle with the studio to allow you to direct? Oh, that is a good question. That would be a question for Mister Berman. Mm. I suspect after the amount of hours that I put in, right, <laughs> shadowing and. Uh-huh kibitzing editors and sitting in their rooms at post-production and pre-production, I think that they felt, I'm hoping they felt, yeah. we could take a chance with this loser and see what happens. Well, they, it, was a really, it was a really sure-handed um, debut effort. And uh, Also, so many, so many things aligned. The lightning, and the, I mean, I've said this many times, yeah. and it's all levity aside, on t- episodic television, and at that time we did 26 episodes a year, it, they're really not all going to be home runs. Oh, or no, doubles, it's or, insane. Or, or singles. And so it's an hour be, long. We struggle with with 22. <laughs> yeah. 26 episodes of our television for seven years. They're just not all going to be. And this happened to be delightful on all levels. And Ali Todd, who played Lal, mm-hmm. who Data built, asked me uh, a question as a director. How do you think that I should approach playing lol and i said watch what brent does yeah <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> and look what she did she was fabulous oh, That's amazing she does, she does a she great physical like work she, yes she talked like brent she 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 was data yeah a little girl data it was it was really something and uh you, you did a great job and i'm very happy that we now uh get to have uh andy witness so many more of your directorial efforts uh throughout the series oh there's a lot to come andy uh, i look forward to them where this is the first of many uh segments of ask frakes jonathan we'll you, see about uh, that <laughs> well you know i think now that we got the preamble out of the way and gotcha. he knows that only you are crazy i'll take my nerd my nerdiness of my questions down 38 percent minimally <laughs> I, I will look forward to the next segment of Axe Breaks. So they'll be random, right? Yeah, they're going to be pretty random throughout the season. Essentially, what I'll do is I'll try to give you a couple day notice. Like, hey, I think we're going to record this night. And yeah, like, you, can you do mean it, like you tonight? Well, tonight was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> tonight was an accident. And we just, you know what? The stars align, Jonathan. Just like when you got to direct The Offspring, uh, your first appearance on this podcast, it was the stars aligning. Nice tie-in. You're a deer. You're such a deer. Oh, you are one of my favorite people, and uh, hey. I thank you. Nope, that's true, Andy. He actually is one of my favorite people. You, uh, you are. Does he say kind. that a lot, Andy? Yeah. Uh, about you? No, to others. Um, no, I no. honestly. He just. He is very. You bring out the most positive Matt there is. I've never uh, seen it. Seen it before. Does he ever? Hey, look at it. It's, how can you be upset when you're around this man? Me? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't see you enjoying a jazz trombone. It's true. <laughs> Jonathan, thanks so I'll much. I'll talk to you later. Have Thank a good you, evening, sir. Delightful to meet nice you. Nice to meet you, Andy. Bye. Just 
Did you come here for something in particular or just general Riker bashing? Uh, well, there you go, everybody. That was your first segment of Ask Frakes. So exciting. First time anything's ever been podcasted, promised, and delivered. Um, I clearly... Uh, it's very interesting that uh, you... Uh, you really blew it there. You buddy. became the... You became the the sort of uh, erudite, sort of just, t- you know. Basically, I became the hard Star Trek nerd in that one. <laughs> you know, I you're was, at a little bit of a disadvantage. Yes. In the sense of like, I, I'm asking I him details you, about an episode. Right, He's I sort of half knew, involved. I think you knew. I rather I thought you knew that we were yeah. just talking about yeah, offspring, and. Uh, I think it's funny. I think it was funny. I think well, welcome. Funny you, you are all of us, Andy. I really you am. You are all I, of us. I represented all the Trekkies or Trekkers out there um, in that one, which I did not expect to. I well, thought I was going to be the cool show business guy. I think you did a great job, and I think that uh, if you guys liked the segment, we could possibly bring it back. <laughs> That would be very. But this guy clearly Could you imagine if they is were like, one of the most. Don't bring patient. this. Don't bring this back. This oh well, there. Yeah. Could that you would imagine be that? amazing. Be um, I mean, he's uh, Mr. Frakes is uh, clearly one of the most patient, delightful individuals ever. But I would be shocked if he has the patience to come back and do that again. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you he'll do it again. Unbelievable! I guarantee you he'll do so it. So crazy! I've rarely ever connected with a human being as quickly and and like like so weirdly like fired on all cylinders yeah, I, you could tell there was a ma- i was very jealous of the chemistry in front of me <laughs> uh but thank you all so much for sticking with the podcast even though uh you probably assumed i would never get that shit together yeah and i did the next week somehow jonathan frakes was kind enough to take time out of his orville prep thank you so much jonathan all right. Now, Andy, it's time to talk about the inaugural directed episode. The inaugural... Hang on. The, the inaugural direct, hang on, directorial, directorial debut yeah. of Jonathan Frakes, sure. The Offspring, which, Andy, I have information for you. I can tell you exactly when it was released. I can tell you, too, if you need to. The year <laughs> was 1900... <laughs> Ninety <laughs> and ninety. Hang on, this is March twelfth, nineteen. March twelfth, nineteen ninety. Sure was, buddy. Star date four three six five seven point zero. Andy, what was happening? Escapade by Janet Jackson was leading the U.S. pop charts. Man, I wonder what that sounds like. Oh, oh yeah, I remember this. this was a long. I think it had a long Steadicam shot of her just traipsing through a a fake studio lot. A bunch of fun people. Or a, I'm seeing right now, I'm seeing a... Uh, you think it was on location? A desert village. Oh, what? Oh, oh, I'm totally in the wrong era. Maybe Cuba? So this is the one where she lost all the weight and got the hot, the hottest she's ever been. Unless well, there you go. That's Andy's uh, anyway, thoughts I don't on know. Janet Jackson's music video. I loved Janet Jackson. I was really excited about Janet Jackson back in the day. Um... Anyway, uh, in the UK, dub was a be weird good impression. to me by Beats International, featuring Lindy Layton was on top. Do you know any of those things? Was that like the origin of dubstep? Maybe dub be no idea by Beats International. Hang on, hang on. Dub be good to me by Beats International. Here That's it right. is, ladies and gentlemen. 
Here's what they were listening Sorry, to in the UK. To the boy from the big bad city. This is jam hot. This is jam hot. What? This is that? This? Nice. Well, I certainly know this. This isn't a this sample is, of an earlier this thing. This is fucking. This is Fat Boy Slim. Oh my god, this is great. You got a little Sergio Leone in there. Wait, is this also... This is also a sample. These are all samples. Well, that's the way that DJs work usually. No, I know, but I thought it was... Like, anyway. I'm recognizing each individual part, and I'm going, oh, I know this, but that's because they're all samples. Anyway, The Dark Half by Stephen King was a bestseller, and The Hunt for Red October held the lead at the box office after its debut at number one the prior week with a Gates McFadden cameo. Um, nice. Lithuania declared itself an independent country. Uh, directly afterward, Mikhail Gorbachev's title would change from chairman to president of the Soviet Union. Cool. The first transatlantic T1 internet line was established between CERN and Cornell University. Time Magazine's cover featured uh, a red-segmented star against a blue background with the caption, Soviet Disunion, growing cries for independence bring Gorbachev's empire to the breaking point. Cool. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is directed by Jonathan Frakes. You heard him earlier. And uh, written by Renee Echeverria. Boy, oh boy, Renee. I just messed that name up, too. It's part of what I do here on the podcast. Uh, here's the synopsis. Of course, uh, we have our guest cast of uh, Haley Todd as Lol and Nicholas Coster as. Uh, Dickish Admiral number 465. Interesting. Admiral Haftel, in case you're wondering. Uh, Data sparks another legal row over the status of androids when he innocently sets out to further his creator's work. He builds a child whom he names Lal, Hindi for beloved. Troy and the others are delighted when Lal chooses a human female form. Her personality soon blooms despite growing pains. But Picard is not so pleased that she was developed in secret and is a hard time calling her Data's child, even though the elder android duplicated his own neural net for Lal's. Still, the captain believes firmly... Uh, of the admirals i'm sorry still the captain becomes a firm ally of of the androids when admiral hoftel of starfleet research insists that lal should develop in a lab rather than aboard the ship uh despite protests of picard data and lal herself hoftel perseveres especially after he finds the new android intent forward where Guinan and data thought she could best study humans but then lal who shows she can go beyond data's programming by using contractions grows too quickly when the stress of the fight over her future leads her to develop emotions a new trait she finds uh that she physically cannot handle hoftel and data unite to repair the damage to her system but it's too great Data, the supposedly unemotional android, bids his dying child goodbye and then tells his grieving shipmates that Lal will always live on in their memories. Interesting. Interesting. You said row. You meant row. You, you took me to task for my mispronunciation. Did, I, did I mean row? It was because it was an argument. You get into a row over something. Into a row. 
Oh my god, guys, can you believe this? Anyway, a uh, little fun trivia on Haley Todd. She is Anne Morgan Gilbert's daughter. Yeah. Anne Morgan Gilbert played Millie Helper on the Dick Van Dyke show. Really? Laura's best friend and next door neighbor. Huh. Is that one of your favorites? Dick Van Dyke show, yeah, I grew up on that. Yeah. That's that sort of like drove me into television writing. That seems like that would have been right. That's Ladies up your alley. Here we go. Captain's log, stardate 43657.0. While Commander Riker is away on personal leave, the Enterprise has traveled to Sector 396 to begin charting the Salibi asteroid belt. He sent for you too? Yes. He was very mysterious. Do you have any idea what this is about? Something happened at that cybernetics conference. Since he's come back, he spent every off-duty minute in that lab. It's not like Data to be so secretive. And cautious. He's kept that lab locked every minute. Now, how would you know that? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, you are early. One moment, please. Gotta get that foot on. Andy's observing. What are your thoughts so far, Andy? You may enter now. What is it gonna be? What do you think of this music? Come on, Data. I think it's effective. What is this? Yeah, Data, what's this going on? This is the lab, huh? This I is the cybernetics lab. Someone. We'll see it again. Well, he wanted to do a presentation. So he hit her. This is Lao. Lao. Say hello to Counselor Deanna Troy. Hello, Counselor Deanna Troy. How do you do, Lal? I am functioning within normal parameters. Lal? This is Jordi LaForge. Purpose for exterior drapings, Father. It is an accepted custom that we wear clothing. Data, they called you Father. Yes, Wesley. Lal is my child. This is a perfect moment for Jordy to remove his visor, (laughs) say, I didn't see anything, and get out of there. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Just in case. Are we going to get in trouble? Because I didn't see anything. I'm sure Jordy has all sorts of confusing feelings. (laughs) Um... Good teaser, good solid teaser. Yeah, short, short in the in the realm of teasers. I, I don't have a problem with that. No, I like a short teaser. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I've seen some teasers go as long as oh, like six minutes on this show. It's interesting that it's these three people that he picks. Why do you think that's interesting? I think it's his best friend, right? Jordy. Yeah, the only other person who likes um, machines as much as his best friend Wesley. Wesley. And the only person who is an expert in the thing data does not understand. Troy. Emotions. Yeah. I 
feel like the second that one seems like that the three choices. that seems like the three combo that you'd see from data yeah i mean especially to this point i'm surprised you're surprised by that um i'm surprised you're surprised by this combo at the expense you know it's he's he's not including uh, riker he's not including Worf. Well, riker's away on uh oh right riker's on a away. shuttle pod right uh but Worf. um yeah, he doesn't why would I mean, he guess picard Worf. he doesn't want to bother picard all right what about his what about his mother Oh, that's that's Data's. Uh, <laughs> what about what about Beverly though? What about Data's mother? What about Wesley's mother? <laughs> it sounded like I was saying what oh. about Data's mother. <laughs> um, and what about Beverly? Oh, I think you know. I, I think she'd be an interesting. I think she'd be an interesting person to bring in at this point. We do visit her in a minute. In the, yeah. in a I mean, that's bit. the writing reason. Whatever I the case, think that'd be good. Anyway, here we go. It was a good teaser undertaken by Commander Data. Lal has a positronic brain, one very similar to my own. Uh. I began programming it at the cybernetics conference. But nobody's ever been able to do that data. At least not since you were programmed. True, but there was a new submicron matrix transfer technology introduced at the conference. I really which like I discovered could be used to lay down Patrick complex Stewart neural net pathways. And it's sort of so like you did a transfer from your brain semi like amazement exactly. slash like just What's going on in Patrick Stewart's face? He's concerned. Throughout, throughout this like scene, I think, is like just great acting. Yeah. Well, he sees it all coming. I don't know if it's the direction. It's probably the acting. I bet he was in the script. But Absolutely. it's certainly well I delivered. for the first time that it was possible to continue Dr. Sung's work. Like just this My walk around? transfers produced very encouraging results. So I brought Lal's brain back with me. Data? This is great. I would like to have been consulted. I have not observed anyone else on board consulting you about their procreation, Captain. Why didn't you give it a more human look, Data? I have decided to allow my child to choose its own sex and appearance. Commander Data, at your convenience, I would like to talk with you in my ready room. Counselor. I like that. Yeah. I like, uh, like, just, like, hands in the air Picard. Like, I'm supposed to trust these people, and sometimes they're out of control. Yeah. What's the matter? Are you looking for something? I was looking at the script to see what was directed, and he says, as he pauses, he realizes this is not the time and place to confront him. Data. Uh, Oh, that's a weird thing to put in there. Suppresses his anger. I would like to have been consulted. Um... Uh, Interesting. Yeah. It's true, Captain. This technology requires... Oh, guys, let's all listen to Andy There's Reed. There's more stuff in here that's I, not in the okay. episode, but I don't care. We're not... We're talking about the episode right now. Unless there's, unless there's a deleted scene that we can bring up. It's not of note. Keep, okay, keep okay. going. Insist we do whatever we can to discourage the perception of this new android as a child. It is not a child. It is an invention, albeit an extraordinary one. Why should biology rather than technology determine whether it's a child? Data has created an offspring, a new life out of his own being. To me, that suggests a child. If he wishes to call Lal his child, then who are we to argue? Well, if he must. But I fail to understand how a five-foot android with heuristic learning systems and the strength of ten men can be called a child. You've never been a parent. I have season two opener, remember? That's um, people 
freaking hammer this guy on not being a parent. The Romulan did. Like, everybody's always always on Picard's ass about not being a parent. He's one of the most effectively humanist characters in, in the whole show. Oh, it comes back again and again. He understands humanity and decency. and Like, you don't get it. It's what is what is that about? By the way, um, I, I don't know if you know this audience, but Andy is speaking as someone who is not a parent. I am childless, I'm not working as hard as uh, the man across the table from me to have a child. <laughs> um, so we might have different perspectives uh-huh, on this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, I'm not shutting down the possibility, but uh, you know, I just well, don't think people let's without be honest father time shutting down the possibility <laughs> on both of us right now. <laughs> well, that may be true. <laughs> but uh, whatever the case, I don't think people who don't have parents who aren't parents have any less uh, the valid perspective on humanity. No, than I think you're less children. <laughs> sure, you are. You're on the other side of the fence. I think you're less than, and I think that your parents deserve more credit than you do <laughs> because they raised a you. Well. <laughs> That is certainly Actually, true. we should find them. and, and <laughs> That's a separate issue. They we definitely should, deserve a lot of we credit We should throw for, them in jail. For me. Um, uh, there's a little snippet that I do want to read. Um, um, as, as Picard is getting ready to leave, Picard acknowledges he's had enough. Mr. Data, at your convenience, I'd like to talk to you in my ready room. Counselor. Um, and then Troy and Picard start to leave. Data says, Captain, have a cigar. <laughs> He picks up a box of cigars and holds it out. Picard reacts. I believe it is customary. Picard takes the cigar, exits, so destroys. She follows Picard. <laughs> I thought that was a nice little moment that was cut for obvious reasons, but still fun. That is a nice moment, and I uh, agree. And also, I like to know where he got the idea that you need cigars. Like, is that a tradition that had carried on through the 23rd century? That right. people, men would be smoking cigars in waiting rooms? Oh, interesting point. You know what I mean? It's yeah. crazy. And he doesn't understand puns. What you have done will have serious ramifications. I am truly dismayed that you told no one of what you were doing. I am sorry, Captain. I did not anticipate your objections. Do you wish me to deactivate Lal? It's a life data. It can't be activated and deactivated simply. This is a most stupendous undertaking. Have you any idea what will happen when Starfleet learns about this? I have followed all of Starfleet's regulations to the best of my ability. I expected they would be pleased. Well, you have taken on quite a responsibility, Data. To prepare, I have scanned all available literature on parenting. There seems to be much confusion on this issue. One traditional doctrine insists, spare the rod and spoil the child, suggesting a punitive approach, while another more liberal attitude would allow the child enormous freedom Data. And what Klingons do to their children. Data, I am not talking about parenting. I am talking about the extraordinary consequences of creating a new life. Does that not describe becoming a parent, sir? Double face palm. Oh, man. Double face palm. I mean, this is just a frustrated captain. Oh, boy. Sorry, I'm trying to show Andy this. He sure is. And I ruined everything. A meme was born. Uh... Where are you at so far as a viewer, Andy? Uh, I'm enjoying it. And I f- kind of feel like it's a better lead-in in some ways than the lead-in to Measure of a Man at this point in the episode, which I, I think, you know, obviously was the 
more on the frontier of addressing these issues. You're a moron. What? <laughs> you call me a moron. I what? When did I say moron? You said more on the frontier. More, not you, not you, moron. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but, uh, so yeah, I really think it's really interesting, and uh, the way they're getting at it is, I think the performance by 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 uh, Patrick Stewart is so effectively like. Uh, what am I going to do? He's, he's kind like, of just acting like, like a human, so what am I going to do? You know what he's acting like? He's acting like a dad. Sure. He's acting like a father of his teenage son has gotten someone pregnant. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, I can't ask for them to abort the baby. Right. Uh, so I guess what I'll do is be annoyed and supportive. Right. I've observed that in most species, there is a primal instinct to perpetuate themselves. Until now, I have been the last of my kind. If I were to be damaged or destroyed, boom, 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 I would boom, be lost forever. Boom, 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 boom. I was trying to do a yawning noise for Andy, who just oh, yawned right. his I first did. time on the podcast. I yawning, yawn. I believe, everybody. I deserve, I deserve the... Then there's this whole scene, which I don't know if it exists today, which is Lal being forced to pick a gender. Very impressed that you remember that theme, Matt. <laughs> no, Lal. That would be confusing. We are taking you to the holodeck to show you several thousand composites I've programmed. You may choose from them. Several thousand? This is a big decision. But I'm bored. Why is the uh, counselor engine breaking up there? Okay, so Lau has narrowed it down. We see an Andorian female. We see a Klingon male, and we see a human female and male. Play uh, Troy's reaction to the to the to the human male. I have chosen. Oops, sorry, everybody. Slal. Hmm. That could make socialization more difficult. A human male. Very attractive. There's no problem with socialization here. Is he hitting on his child? That isn't even a person yet. I think she's just trying to uh, Very admit the fact that even earthquake. Or are you? That's me. Oh, sometimes Andy. Tippity tapping in the writers' room. Andy always is doing that. Yeah. Well, usually when it's his thing that we're working on, and I'm anxious uh, to get out of there, it drives me crazy because I'm constantly thinking we're having earthquake tremors. Yeah, and I get excited. I'm like, "Or is it? Oh, it's just Andy. It's just me." Anyway, or is it my Q powers? We were just saying an earthquake. I'm sorry. What were we just saying about Troy wanting? Uh, uh, I was just saying she's. I, no, I think that she's oddly proving, attracted. I think to she's the, proving the fact that even in the 24th century, uh, Uggos have a harder time of it. That is true. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. We are we are just about the same in the 24th century. You speak Andy. for yourself, pal. Secunda. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I will teach you to recognize the artistry in paintings. Soft. Yes. Very good, Lal. You have correctly processed the sense of touch. There are many fascinating experiences I wish to share with you. Painting. No. That is a flower, Lal. Lal's so dumb. This is exactly what she's like in Lizzie McGuire. You know this girl from Lizzie McGuire? She's Lizzie McGuire's mom. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I'm like, yeah, come on. Don't you watch Lizzie McGuire? <laughs> I've never seen Lizzie McGuire. Why have you seen Lizzie McGuire? Wasn't that for teenage girls? It was on uh, It was on the Disney Channel, I think, when I was in high school. It was on. Did she go off the rails, that one? Who? The girl in Lizzie McGuire. What is her name? Uh, I don't think so. No, she wasn't one of the child stars that had a problem. One of the child stars that had child star syndrome? Yeah. I don't think so. Hmm. I can't remember her name for the life of me, though. What is Lizzie McGuire? Trying name? to look it up. I'm having trouble. I'm nailing it down. Hillary Duff. There it is. The Duffmeister. Okay, so we are witnessing Data trying to raise this android now in 10 forward, trying to teach it how to, uh, I guess we can now say her, teach her how to drink and eat. Almost as though I am learning things over again. I wonder... What do you wonder, Matt? Where the food goes. The transfer itself. That these androids eat. Are they eating regular food? I mean, she does. And he does. I mean, Data is... Data does. It lubricates his internal... Internals. Right. But then, he's, does he poop it out? Well, I guess if we're following the general direction of Sung's decisions, wouldn't well, he, he sure does, also right? have done that? It's fairly simple. You're probably right. Each neural pathway in my brain is duplicated precisely in hers. Theoretically, the duplicate brain should be able to store and process the same information. But until all of the transfers are complete, we will not know for certain. What does Lal do when you're on duty? She studies in our quarters. She requires very little supervision. Lal is quite self-sufficient. Have you considered sending her to school? She already has access to the sum of human knowledge from me. Data, she could learn a lot by being with children her own age. She is only two weeks old. Okay, close to her own age. Three three weeks old? <laughs> Data. Um, this is a weird thing for her to hail. Yeah, totally. To Crusher to Ensign Crusher. Aren't you supposed to be getting a haircut, Wesley? I'm on my way. So, by the Here's way, my question. how old is he? He's is, like 16, isn't he? Is, is she, is Beverly in their quarters? And like Mott the barber was like, oh, hi, I was just looking for Wesley. He had a 12 o'clock. Uh-huh. I'm just wondering how that information was given to Beverly Crusher. Oh, good point. Like fictionally in the world. Not cool of Mott, Mott the barber to think out on him. I think he just was looking for Wesley and just hailed the room. Anyway, look at this. Here we go. This is Admiral. Uh, but also, is the issue... You've missed an appointment, or is the issue you really need a haircut, Wesley? Because that, he does of it. not we don't need know. a haircut. We don't know. Yeah, maybe Beverly likes it high and tight. Uh-huh. Well. We. Lal's going up to the ceiling. That's what it sounds like when Lal goes to sleep. I assure you, Admiral, there is no better guide into this life for Lal than Data. He's doing an excellent job. We all have enormous admiration for what Commander Data has already achieved. We have superior facilities and personnel here at Gallant 4. A starship is hardly the proper setting for... This starship's mission is to seek out new life, and that is exactly what Commander Data is doing, under my guidance. He's a little cocky here. Yeah. Picard, I'm talking about. What, what do you mean? He's like, 
he's like talking down to the admiral a little bit i think he's like yeah he's definitely out of line look at that is precisely what we do here we seek out new life well he seems to be kind of taking the position through the whole thing that he almost has authority over the admiral that clearly outranks him well i think he is because it's correctly stating that that is a sentient life form and you can't take the child away from him. right, right. And I think that I think that when given that kind of uh, moral uh, directive, uh-huh. the character of uh, Captain Jean Luc Picard uh, is is one cocky motherfucker. I you know what? Like I wish I didn't swear that much there, I feel <laughs> and I apologize to everyone listening. I feel like he's usually more diplomatic. Diplomatic. We all want what's best for the new android. As do I. I would be willing to consider releasing Lal and Data to you so that he may continue his work with her. His presence would undoubtedly retard the new android's progress. Admiral, to you, Lal is a new android. But to Data, she's his child. His child? (laughs) How many people say that in the script? Yeah. His child. His child. His child. You don't it's a, mean child, do you? It's a robot. <laughs> no, no, he's an android. Oh, yeah. Are you in charge of the Sorry. Android Cybernetics <laughs> Division, Admiral? <laughs> Whatever it is, just send it over. Admiral, <laughs> nope, I feel like you might not be understanding what we have over send here. Send the thing over. The thing. Now you're, okay, this is, an, this is a sentient life form, and you're asking for the robot, now the thing. Oh, I can't believe I'm wasting my day with okay, this. Okay, uh, Admiral, could you hold on one second? Okay. Uh, Worf, could yes. we send the Admiral a, a toaster, please? He seems to not know the difference between a robot, a machine, and an android. Do you mean data? No, no, no. I don't mean data. No. You want me to send data? What I'm saying is just send any machine over to the Admiral and, and say that that's, that's lol. So data's child, then? Uh, well, now I'm trying to get away with not. You know what, Worf, uh, get back to tactical, and right. uh, I'll talk I'm to you later. fire at something. Okay, I'm going to talk to the Admiral again. Yes, Admiral, it may not be easy for you and I to see her that way, but he does. I respect that. They will remain here for now. Starfleet's policy on research is clear. You're making a stand on very uncertain ground. I do hope it doesn't fall out from under you. Have to out. I'm an Admiral in Star Trek, so I'm going to be mean until I'm not. Yeah, that is it. That is the arc of every admiral, isn't it's, it? It's so weird. Uh, shall we talk about... All right, so I'm going to play the scene between Crusher and Data. All right, before you do, that's Nicholas Coster as Half-Dell. Um, been in a million things. Uh, L.A. Heat, the uh, TV series. Of course, everyone's favorite TV show, <laughs> L.A. Heat. Been in Law & Order. He was in Beverly Hills 90210. Um feel like there's a big thing i know him from he's from la law hardcastle mccormick um he was mccormick he no he wasn't, wasn't i he? know he was not mccormick he was in simon and simon he was in all these shows he was simon's third brother um wait was si- simon and simon related or do they just both have the name simon i've never seen a single episode of simon and simon scott Moser would know we used to talk about simon and simon a lot did you did i you missed watch that podcast I watched Simon and Simon. It played on uh, FX back when FX first started. Gotcha. Remember when FX first started? It was amazing. Yeah. It was it was the greatest American hero, Fall Guy, 
uh, Rockford Files and uh, Simon and Simon. This guy was also in Rockford Files. Oh my God, uh, we've seen this guy everywhere. Yep. Wait, Thank he's you. in a show called Mrs. Columbo. <laughs> there was a show called Mrs. Columbo. Crazy. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not giving anything on that, Andy. No, 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 that's fine. I didn't know there was a show called Mrs. Columbo. And there's also in the Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo. He was always the guy in the spinoff. <laughs> Do you think he'd ever be in the? <laughs> Would that be the most boring show ever made? You mean this? No, no. I <laughs> <This> mean, <podcast? laughs> I mean a medical drama, a Star Trek medical drama. Um, because it would be like so. You'd have to make up fucking. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's it's. You'd the, have to make up diseases. You'd have to make up treatments. It's basically it would the, be like it the w- B plot of every Star Trek episode made into the A plot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that'd be interesting. Um, I can say that uh, there was a law show, uh, was it Century City, <laughs> that was a future, future law. LA yeah, law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of there were kind of there was a couple of plots here and there that I was like, oh, I can watch this. But overall, I was just like, what the hell is this? Century <laughs> City. <laughs> well, please sit down. How's Lal? Lala's realizing she is not the same as other children. Everyone keeps calling her Lal. Is it lonely for her? She does not feel the emotion of loneliness, but she can observe how isolated she is from the others. She wishes to be more like them. I do not know how to help her. Lal is passing into sentience. It is perhaps the most difficult stage of her development. I remember when I first learned I was an individual. When... <laughs> when Wesley was growing up, he was an extraordinarily bright boy. But he had a hard time making friends. I think the other children were a little intimidated by him. That is precisely what happened to Lala in school. How did you help him? Well... First, I went back to my own childhood and remembered how painful it was for me. Because I remember a time when I wasn't very popular either. And when I told that to Wesley, it made him feel a little better. He knew I understood what he was going through. I have not told Lal how difficult it was for me to assimilate. Where are we on this? I feel like it's getting a little slow, honestly, at this point in the episode. Well, it's here's the thing with this episode. It is so emotional. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I say this is the most... For me, this is the most emotional episode of Star Trek. Oh, wow. Entirely. Like, like I, th- I just feel like... I just felt like it, it so perfectly plucks at those emotions. Like, it, it executes what it's going for. I agree with that. But it takes... Well, you it's, have to like. Wa- Here's you know the deal. what part of the problem is yeah. for me. It, the 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 threat of the admiral is a little bit of an annoying threat because he's so clearly being blind about what he's dealing with. Just the yeah. constant denial that it's sentient or it's a being, and we've heard it a million times, but it just feels mm, and engineered 
so to speak. Sorry, I didn't mean to make a pun. <laughs> this head of engineering at Starfleet really <laughs> seems like his plot's engineered. Yeah. Uh, what did you? What do you think of the ten forward situations? I enjoy that. Lal, how are you? I am functioning with a normal. I am fine, thank you. Good. Guinan, Lal needs to observe human behavior. Well, she's in the right place for it. And for this opportunity, she is willing to provide services to assist you. Ah. Father says I would learn a great deal from working with someone as old as you. <laughs> I enjoy the, the quiet You're takes. <laughs> the most important part about working someplace like this is the art of listening. I have some expertise, so I shall teach you. That would be most beneficial. I've been programmed with a listing of 1,412 known beverages. What did you say? I've been programmed with a listing of 1,400... I've? You have used a verbal contraction. You said I've instead of I have. It is a skill my program has never mastered. Except for the times on the show when I accidentally say a contraction <laughs> and we leave it in the editing. But most of the time I'm not supposed to be able to say this. So, I mean, it's tough because you have this arc you have to do, right? You have to meet, introduce a brand new character. You have to have a child. Have it have childlike wonder. That's like a phrase. That's a Goldberg phrase. Childlike wonder. Sure. Uh, you have to... Um, you have to then have an arc with this character, right? So we have to have the crew get attached to her. Yeah. We have to see her in instances of like... Um, uh, what do you call it? I'm trying to figure out what you would call it. Like, just you have to see her learning and her growth in order to earn the end of the episode, right? And it's tough to execute in six acts. So Data is then now Data then is told by Picard that Starfleet wants to take her. Right. Well, he's taking the position that Lyle's development should be overseen by the most experienced personnel. Then he is questioning my ability as a parent. In a manner of speaking. Does the Admiral have children? Why does everyone keep yes, bringing that up? He does, Data. Why? I'm forced to wonder how much experience he had as a parent when his first child was born. Burn. This much, Admiral. <laughs> I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I've been in the shadows next to Livingston. Uh, and then we have uh, Riker's only scene in the episode. Here he comes. She Why are they leaving? Kill it. Lal, there are some things your father's just going to have to explain to you when he thinks you're ready. Ten Ford is hookup central, Matt. It sure is. It's the social center of the ship. This little flutey music, very... TOS it is. comic beat moment. I really like it. Riker and Troy yeah. are all over Lal in any in any version. He she's over the, the male version, he's over the, the female version. I think they both appreciate uh, new blood, uh-huh. so to speak. Sure. Who's this? You're new around here, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> Lal, Lal! Put him down. Commander, what are your intentions toward my daughter? Your daughter? Nice to meet you. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is his only tea and I love it. I've got to get back behind the camera. I like I like uh, Whoopi Goldberg's delivery in that. Yes, I like. I think everyone in that scene is great. Everyone, yes, everyone is solid. They're all hitting scene. the comedic beat the way I they're agree. supposed to be. And a pretty good performance by uh, the the lady Haley Todd. Haley Todd, uh, Millie's daughter. Who's Millie? In in it's Elizabeth McGuire. No, Millie's daughter. Oh, you were, that was the other thing, right? Dick Van Dyke show. Dick Van Dyke. My so. God, this guy doesn't know anything about I'm the sorry. Dick Van Dyke show. I'm a little bit lightheaded. Why? Because <laughs> I've been eating. Oh, yeah. Andy's been fasting for nine days straight. <laughs> it's a little bit of an exaggeration. Of her development after that, I have no doubt Commander Data will be delighted to deliver her to Starfleet research. Oh, that's not satisfactory. If mistakes are made, the damage that's done might be irreparable. I'm convinced the damage will be irreparable if they're separated. Captain, are we talking about breaking up a family? Isn't that rather a sentimental attitude about androids? They're living, sentient beings. Their rights and privileges in our society have been defined. I helped define them. Yes, Captain. And I am more than willing to acknowledge that. What you must acknowledge is that LAL may be a technological step forward in the development of artificial intelligence. Most significant step. Yes, and work like this demands to be done with control procedures. Which Commander Data is following. In effective isolation. And that is what Starfleet research finds unacceptable. Uh, So here's my my issue. He makes the point that I was thinking the whole time which is in Measure of a Man didn't we already establish all this stuff and then Picard says it so that's smart writing and and you know says I helped define them referring to that episode Yep. and then the guy's follow up is but this is a technological leap forward and it's like no this is According to Starfleet, according to the way Starfleet has been presented, and if you're going to say you're Gene Roddenberry and you're holding on to these characters don't even have conflict because Starfleet has has so far surpassed even the need for human conflict. Yes. Then how is this Admiral's perspective justifiable? Uh... You know, I think that I would find it more... Like, even as an antagonist... Like, I feel like they just should have grounded the thought better somehow of why he, how he even has a grounds for this. Unless you're saying that many, many pockets of Starfleet are straight out corrupt, which I think is an interesting thing. Yeah, but that's not what is happening here. Right. What's happening here is he wants to research LOL. Right. So that maybe other LOLs can be built. Sure for lol purposes i don't know what the purpose is you know what i mean like it's like well what does starfleet want with these androids right do you want ships full of these androids is that what you're going for do you yeah. want like like maddox says fleets of datas you know what i mean in the, in uh, measure of a man right uh so that part's a little wonky and i you know i buy i would more buy the safety angle do you know what i mean for the safety of the crew and lol herself we would like to have lull in these better facilities that's valid you know what i mean i would buy that more that would make more sense and i would think the data would even have left less of an objection but what data objects to is being taken heard being taken away right i think actually the other guy brings it up to, at some point and he's also safety. objecting to the fact that like he is not being trusted as a parent 
you're right. He's approaching it like a human being, which yeah. he has been legally proven that he has human rights. Right. He is a he is a uh, sentient, sentient right. being. Yeah. Oh, it sounded just like the Admirals Club. No. This is your idea of appropriate guidance. It is an opportunity for her to observe human behavior, and more importantly, for her to interact with her crewmates. She is capable of running over 60 trillion calculations a second, and you have her working as a cocktail waitress. Admiral, she is under the strict guidance of a woman in whom I have absolute trust. You know, just last week she told me that uh, we were in the wrong dimension. Or timeline, I'm not sure. And uh, quite frankly, I sent people to their death uh, because I trusted her. Now, do you believe me? Captain, I'm going to have to relieve you of command of the ship. <laughs> you are unfit you for duty. You haven't filed any of that. Forward is the center of the ship's social activity. Everyone on board comes here. I'm not convinced the sort of behavior she observes here will be a positive influence. Well, most people, when they come in here, behave themselves. And when they don't, I ask them to leave. Admiral Haftel, Guinan. She runs 10 forward. How is Lyle doing? Oh, she spills a few drinks every now and then, but she's learning. <laughs> I want that she's android out of here with a couple that's now, noodling. Admiral, you've been in one or two bars in your time. Have a report to me immediately for an interview. Also, get this bartender off your ship. She's mean to me. Uh, so they they have this interview with Lal. Is Lal? Lyle, I wish to remain here. Everyone else calls her Captain Picard. Thank you, Lau. You're excused. I like that she comes up against the admiral in this scene, and I like that he stresses her out, and that's the thing that causes her to, to have a meltdown. A have I done something wrong? Oh no, of course not. Andy loves any story where stress causes the action. I relate to it. Just want to broaden your experience. There's only so much you can learn on a starship. I'm sure you'll agree to that. Yes, I'll agree. Good. Thus, the natural conclusion would be when I have learned all there is to learn aboard the starship, I would relocate to Galar 4. That is not the natural conclusion here. I believe it is. See, Lau, the Admiral is concerned that you need more guidance than your father can provide here on the Enterprise. Yes. Don't misunderstand me. I have great respect for your father. You do not speak with respect. That's pretty awesome. She seems very adversarial. I'm merely stating a fact, Admiral. I don't think your father has taught you selective judgment in the verbalization of your own thoughts. That is a skill we will help you develop. So maybe. My father is already helping me, sir. The question is, has he helped you enough? So we will help Are you. you asking me, sir? We will help you no, to keep your I mouth shut. Why don't we, Admiral? In all these discussions, no one has ever mentioned her wishes. She's a free, sentient being. What are your wishes, Lau? I wish to remain here. Captain Picard. Well, 
now she gets sent into a tizzy and goes see Tro- to uh, Deanna Troy. Yeah. Hello, Lal. How are you? Troy. Admiral. Admiral. An admiral from Starfleet has come to take me away, Troy. This is a good performance. I am scared. You are scared, aren't you? I feel it. How is this possible? I don't know. This is what it means to feel. I say that a lot. This is what it means. Feel. Oh, boy. That was great. Uh, Here's a point. Yes. Um, I really like that. Um, Troy never says she feels her emotions. Correct. Why is that? Because I don't know that she does. I think it's unclear and purposefully ambiguous in the writing here whether or not this is an actual emotion she's feeling or a cascade failure of her neural net. Right. Right. I think it's deliberately ambiguous. Well, that's irritating. Unless you're trying to have some sort of Andy theory here, then I will allow it. What is your Andy theory? Um, well, my Andy theory, A, ties into the previous one, which is Troy has no powers, so uh-huh. she's just quiet about it. Understood. <laughs> um, and uh, I would say, uh, Lal, I don't have a theory on her yet. I'll think about it. Yet? <laughs> What's that out of here? Oh, about it. in existence would be very dangerous to have you both in the same place especially aboard a starship one lucky shot by a romulan we'd lose you both yeah admiral that is a fine argument but doesn't change my feeling that the proper place for loud to develop is by data side you're not a parent captain here he goes again yeah i have learned with difficulty that there comes a time when there comes a time when all parents must give up their children for their own good but this is not the time damn it even i can see the the umbilical cord is virtually uncut the child the child depends on him mr data it would be better for lull if she left knowing that you had voluntarily decided that this was the best course of action. Admiral, when I created Lal, it was in the hope that someday she would choose to enter the Academy and become a member of Starfleet. I wanted to give something back in return for all that Starfleet has given me. I still do. But Lal is my child. You ask that I volunteer to give her up. I cannot. It would violate every lesson I have learned about human parenting. I have brought a new life into this world. And it is- This is a good scene. It's a great scene. I like these conf- conflict scenes in here. It's hard because you have to like get all this like, let's meet Lal. Let's see how Lal's doing. And then we have to like, and then we hit the sort of like points of conflict in the story which are few and far between in a story like this because it's very simple it's a simple story 
Yeah. About a, I wonder if a my problem is that it's too simple. Maybe that is your problem. I feel like the the themes are great. I feel like Patrick Stewart's just operating on all cylinders. He's just killing it here. And the writing's great in terms of the dialogue. I just feel like, I don't know. I wanted a few more plot turns. They, I think these these episodes, this episode, I think the last act, last act and a half of this, yeah, is great. Episode is great. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyway, and this whole scene with Data and Picard and Admiral are just fantastic, and I really like the belay that orders, etc. Here we go. My duty, not Starfleet's, to guide her through these difficult steps to maturity. To support her as she learns. To prepare her to be a contributing member of society. No one can relieve me from that obligation. And I cannot ignore it. I am... her father. And that's sort of like all Patrick's Then I regret that I must order you to transport Lull aboard my ship. Delay that order, Mr. Data. I beg your pardon. I will take this to Starfleet myself. I am Starfleet, Captain. Proceed, Commander. Hold your ground, Mr. Data. Captain, you are jeopardizing your command and your career. There are times, sir, when men of good conscience cannot blindly follow orders. You acknowledge their sentience, but you ignore their personal liberties and freedom. Order a man to hand this child over to the state. Not while I'm his captain. If you wish, you can accompany us to Starfleet, where we shall... Destroy to Commander Data. Report to your lab at once. Acknowledge, Counselor, he's on his way. Is there a problem? Yes, Captain. Something is terribly wrong with love. It lasted. She, she looked afraid, but I can't say more than that. If you catch my drift, Captain, our secret. Yes, Diana. Um, I wonder what Data's programming says about, uh, like, the Admiral who outranks Picard, told him to do something, and then Picard overruled him. They're on board the Enterprise. So the, the captain... Picard. even But doesn't he... If an admiral's on board... Unless the admiral decides to take command of the ship, which he could do. Oh, I see. Relieving you of command. And then Data would have to do what he says? Well, Data could also resign his commission from Starfleet if he really had to. Oh, he has that choice. Oh, he's a he's free-thinking right? being. Yeah. Okay, very good. Early a moment. She but he's not allowed to hurt people. And That's part of his programming, right? You're saying that... You know, he has, he's not allowed to emotionally hurt people by leaving Starfleet? <laughs> what? He's not allowed to li- intentionally hurt a, uh, a living thing, right? Uh, Unless it's... I don't know. What is the, What are the rules about that? I, I thought there was some programming about that. I believe it's in self-defense. He's happy to do that. Right. So I guess I'm saying he has programming that dictate his actions. He has a moral center. He has a very strict moral code. What are you talking about, moral center? He's a toaster! Oh my god. Worf, we better send that toaster out. 
You mean data? Oh boy. <laughs> my wharf is turning into the president. For no apparent reason, she walked out of my quarters. He's not the president. <laughs> he's the <laughs> guy who thinks he's the president. I am the president. No. She didn't say another word. She just started walking I here. I gave Each cents? step became more and more difficult. Lawless programs to return to the job. lab in the event of a malfunction. Father. Yes, Law. I am here. A malfunction. Emotional awareness. It appears to be a symptom of cascade failure. It would require initialization of the base matrix without wiping out the higher functions. I agree. Great lighting in this scene. May I assist? Thank you, Admiral. If you'll excuse us, Commander Data and I have much to do. Computer, play ACDC. <laughs> Sorry, it's just when I work, I need that sweet, sweet crunch. <laughs> I mean, it just turns into a medical drama at this point. Like, really, like when he comes out. Definitely. I I mean, it's such a change. It's such a... Uh, but in talking about Shades of Grey comparatively, oh, it's of like course. this is uh, of course. such a, a good version of a Starfleet medical show. Although this is hilariously like a medical drama. She, she won't survive much longer. There was nothing anyone could have done. We'd repolarize one pathway and another would collapse. And then another. His hands were moving faster than I could see, trying to stay ahead of each breakdown. He refused to give up. It was remarkable. It just wasn't meant to be. Now, where's that ten forward? Worf and, uh, sorry, uh, Jordy and, uh, and Troy are comforting each other. But uh, Wesley is, of course, just staring at them. Sociopath than he is, wondering what the humans are feeling. This is so sad. I am unable to correct the system failure. I know. You must say goodbye now. I feel. What do you feel, Mom? I love you, Father. feel it for both of us. Thank you for my life. Flirting. Laughter. Painting family. Female. Human. Lal suffered complete neural system failure at 1300 hours. I have deactivated the unit. The crew is saddened by your loss, Mr. Data. I thank you for your sympathy, but... 
she is here. Her presence so enriched my life that I could not allow her to pass into oblivion. So I incorporated her programs back into my own. I have transferred her memories to me. Now I know it's what it is like it. to kiss Riker. <laughs> Mr. Crusher, lay in a course for the start. Seems like there's a says that it's like everyone's reaction is kind of like, okay. Course is set, sir. Engage. Yes. Engage. You almost want um, Picard to say something to Data of the effect of like, uh, why don't you take the rest of the day? You know what I mean? It is true. Like it is little, weird that like he goes little, right back. Just like a little, like I get that. I get yeah. that why they did that. Right. To sort of show that he's Data and yeah. has no emotional or time for the emotion. Right. But also I think it would have been an interesting sort of like, I mean, probably, you know, they're out of time at this point, but like it right. would have been an interesting sort of thing to be like, Data, why don't you take the rest of the day? I do not require blah, blah, blah. Data, that's an order. Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been nice. Hey, what am I going to do? All I can do is uh, do things. You, know? you can also, you can only retroactively make adjustments to the script. Um, well, Andy, I uh, it's time. I got to say the... Um, Oh, should I just... Oh, no, unless you have some sort of wrap-up situation you want to say. Eh, whatever. We'll get to it in a second. Um, MVC... Well, it's the MVC, yeah, the MVC. Only Matt and Andy know who it's gonna be. Will it be Data... Riker, Troy, or Dr. Crusher Gotta fill the time with something At least until season three Matt, what do you think? Uh, in order of awesomeness <laughs> uh, It's hard you want me to say uh-huh. Here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm giving it to Lol. <laughs> Lol? Yeah. Why? Because she has the largest effect on everybody for a net positive. All right. What are we doing with the MVC here? She's Is she even a member of the crew? She is her fellow crewmates. She learns by watching them in 10 forward. But she's not. The word crewmates is used. And what is she affects people? That's what you're giving her the thing for. What? Who is the MVC here? Because the the MVC it, the to me, result, the end result here is nothing happens. Right. Fair enough. And that's why it's a difficult MVC. And the to beginning me, of this episode, nothing happens. At the end of the episode, nothing has happened. To me, the person who's the who's the most valuable crew member is Picard because Picard steps in to protect Data when he's given a direct unfair order. I disagree. I think that Picard actually causes the issue with Lal. What do you mean? This cascade failure, right? Yeah. This could have gone much smoother had Picard just allowed it to happen in the first place. Well, he was trying to be a diplomat and give oh, the Admiral a little bit of room. But if he had just been... What would he have done then? Just headed it off at the pass? Wouldn't the Admiral... No, he would have been like, okay, Data, I order you to do it all. And before Lal has time to 
spend all this experience with the crew. This is what I'm saying. Oh, come on. I'm if not. He, don't oh, come on me. If he, if he, she uh, was just told, instead of that painful scene, if she was just told, hey, you got to leave, she's going to have the same meltdown. No, I don't think so. You think it was the I way think it's it was the emotional handled. stress of it that causes it. I don't agree. So I'm giving it to Picard. You can I, do whatever I, you want. I disagree. All right. Well, that's why we each have a vote. I mean, I, I don't know who it is. It's hard. This is a hard unless, one. Unless we're driving Brad Arrington. Here crazy, it is. Here it case, is. I apologize. I have it. Yes. To the man who does our stats. Go ahead. It's Commander Riker. Because <laughs> he, he gave Lal her one. Her one flirting. Her one kiss. Flirting, painting, family. <laughs> flirting, laughter, painting, family. <laughs> I feel like it's lol. This uh, is crazy. I, I don't know, know that I can do it. Lol. I think it would upset the people right, if I did it. that. So, do you, well, you got to go with your your I mean, instinct. Is it I don't data? see it. I would. I think there's an argument for data, but I feel like in some ways, data just caused the problem that that the episode is dealing with. So, all right. Is it not the Troy. admiral? No, it's he's not, not a member Admiral. of the crew. It's definitely not Troy. Troy it's not Troy. It's not the Admiral. It's not Worf. Always. It's not LaForge. It's not Wesley. It's not Crusher. Wesley did tell her tell him to uh, send Lull to uh, school. school. Yeah, so we should give it to Wesley. You're right. I'm not arguing that. Well, then why are you even... I'm mm. eliminating him, I'm and you're trying like to trying to add you. reasons I'm that it shouldn't happen. I'm just you. seem like you're struggling. It's between, honestly, for me, it's between Picard, Guinan. Uh, yeah, Guinan had a hand in it. But to me, it's all... Picard, Guinan, and Data. If I cannot give it to Lal. Yeah. This is definitely an episode that would raise many of the questions of... You know what this is? This is an episode... What is the top... This is a true episode about humanity, right? This is an episode about what it means to be human and what it means to be a parent, right? Right. So I am going to give it once again to Guinan. Because Guinan is who truly sort of brings her through the uh, ins and outs of humanity in 10 Forward. Uh huh. So I give it to Guinan. All right. I don't know what to tell you. There's nothing at threat. There's nothing at stake. The threat is is against the androids. It's for justice. It's it's the question of what is right, and Picard stands up for what is right. All right. That's true. That's persuasive. Ha ha! Secunda. <laughs> uh, so you're saying that the danger here is the lack of. Uh, I mean, Starfleet morals. Yes. I mean, you could argue that he, and that he doesn't necessarily up. defeat it. That Ladies they, and gentlemen, Andrew Secunda has convinced me to change oh my, my MVC gosh, vote. This is astonishing. It is. Ladies and gentlemen, Catch Picard. Well Hooray! done. I hope that everybody agrees with me, and I apologize if you don't. <laughs> the Andes. Or some other method of ranking. We're working on it. I haven't used that one in a while. So, um, here's what I have to say. All right. Um, I saw the trailer for this one, and I was like, oh boy, this mm-hmm. one's going to be rough. And uh, even at the beginning, the characterization of the sexless version of Lal was very questionable. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, it just, it really got me. The the when when is the moment in it when they hold hands? Is that sort of halfway through or three? Yeah, uh, it's like three. It's after she goes to ten forward and observes hand holding. I would say the hand holding almost got me more even than that last scene, which also really got me. Interesting. It was just such a touching, sweet, wonderful moment that I really did not expect to be gotten that way in the middle of a 
of next generation and uh, a, lo- a lot of it if not the lion's share of it i think does have to be pointed toward jonathan frakes i think he just it was these these emotional scenes were so well handled yeah um and obviously the actors but uh yeah and the writers i, I you know i think it's uh i think it uh, certainly gives me oh by the way can you now answer the question how many of the feels did you get oh um hmm, it's tough to say uh what what would you say an eight is like what what is that's a lot level? of the feels yeah that's a lot of the feels uh i would it's say not all of them 10 would be all of the feels. right i would There's say yeah, i want to leave some room for the feels so i would say and also i would say for future reference feels should include like like oh that's spooky or that's that really that's a that's a that's a mind a mind blowing concept or you know like that it's it's intellectual but it's like ooh that really gives me the shiver kind of a thing because yeah. it's so crazy. Anyway, I would give this eight eight feels. Eight feels. Now, what would you give this on uh, on the Andy scale? On the Andy scale, I will give this it's tough. Seven feels high to me. I agree. Six and a half. That's exactly what I was going to give it. Six and a half Andes. Yeah. Great job, Andy. Oh. Great job for getting Great. to what I was fucking talking about. Why did I swear so much in this episode? I don't know. You really did. You were all juiced up from your from your freaks in, in Ugh. exchange. Ugh. No. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's very disturbing. <laughs> Mike Man, you are an Instagram Mike Man, you are artistic a, genius. You're tone deaf. But and, uh, uh, if that's what you're going for, the music is you, not your area. If you're going for that, you have ten <laughs> out of ten Andes. So Um Wow. There's Lal's mom, Andy. Millie. What? Oh wow. With Jerry Helper there. You know? Oh, he directed a lot of the Dick Van Dyke episodes, that guy play jerry anyway long story short i'm uh pleased it's time now to take a look at next week's episode sins of the father i believe am i correct i believe i'm correct i'm gonna punch this up so it's trailer time so if anyone out there is uh, one of these uh, i don't watch the trailers persons uh then it would be a good time for you to tune out uh i respect it i have to watch because i'm hosting a show wait what is it it's Sins of the Father okay sorry that's okay uh trailer sorry again everyone I hope I didn't make Frakes hate me no I feel like you wouldn't know with this guy because he's so nice and charming oh I know we could just get each other you know unlike Riker Riker would really maybe did you I I like the character next time on Star Trek the next generation you are a traitor. Worf is accused of treason and faces a Klingon death penalty. It is a good day to die. <sighs> oh enemies gosh. are hiding the truth that could free him. You will not execute a member of my crew. Now, Captain Picard must risk his life to defend Worf's innocence on Star Trek The Next Generation. There you go, Andy. Huh. Buckle up. For Klingon stuff. Is that the first time we hear it's a good day to die? Uh, I mean, I think so, right? Oh, exciting. In the, in the run of the uh, series. 
There's a lot of nice Klingon action. I like the Klingons in Next Generation. I find them to be very interesting. I'm honestly entertaining. dulled by Klingons. In general? Yeah. I what, find them a, to be, what a hot take. I find them to be one-dimensional. And it bothers me. But to that point, no more one-dimensional than any of the other species. You wouldn't say that about Worf, though. Worf's character? Yeah. You don't think that character is one-dimensional so far of what you've seen of him? No, I feel like he has the Klingon grounding, but he's always sort of struggling with with other human emotions. He's basically... You know what? You know why I like the, the Klingons? Because they're hiding their vulnerability. But their vulnerability is there. Right. It, I think it represents that more than the surface explanation of Klingons. I don't know what it does. I dig it. <laughs> you dig also, it, man? I, I you dig, dig it. it. I dig it to the max. Oh. But the uh, but the I guess probably the main thing is even if they are one dimensional, I like the one dimension. <laughs> you like the I mean, what is it? It's more like they're like a they're combination warriors. of samurai yeah. and Native American. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Why Native American? Uh, I mean, I guess they'll like sort of like as the mythology of Klingons is played out longer. I suppose you might agree with me. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Gotcha. I'm not. I'm not the king of. I gotta go. <laughs> Disengage.